This episode is brought to you by Thrive Cosmetics and Modern Fertility. Thank you for making our show a possibility. Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. <laughs> I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me show you. How do I get the sperm through custom? I am a lesbian. So gay. So gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. Thing. We're not ruining these little humans. It's not for the gay reason. It's just because <laughs> we stick. <laughs> Hi, Robin. Hello. Hello. Here we are on Zoom. Here we are on Zoom. I'm, Yet I'm, again. It's 70 degrees out. I'm wearing a hat because I'm unshowered and sort of gross. <laughs> it's fine. It's I don't fine. I No. Yeah, I would never know if you didn't tell me because we're not anywhere near each other in person. Yeah, but you could see my face. Actually, when I saw when I when the zoom opened up and you had a hat on, I knew you weren't showered. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was there's this there's this TikTok of this guy who was uh, and he's hilarious and he's a gay guy and he's ta- he was talking about going into a shop and he was trying to get new clothes and he was like, "So, it needs to last like three days and I can be able to like <laughs> sleep in it. Um, but it needs to also be very business forward presenting, but stretchy and squ- And I was like, that is the most hilarious. Like, like I don't want to wear real pants ever again. We've been ruined. Do you know when I was deciding what to put on after the shower today, I was like, <laughs> I had to convince myself to put real clothes on and I'm so uncomfortable <laughs> because I was like, I should just put my sweat uniform on because that's what I call it. My sweat, my uniform. sweat uniform. It's <laughs> so comfortable. These sweats that I would never even wear outside. They're so, they're hideous. I got them from my 12-year-old niece. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. cute. But they're Amazing. so comfy. Well, listen. Okay, anyway. On, our, on the business front, we had a really cool, like about a week and a half ago, we had a really cool donor-conceived person event. We had some technical issues. Our guest was in Thailand and never showed up. But what was so amazing she is a woman make named, it in. Yeah. yeah, she couldn't make it hurt. Well, she had her, an internet. She didn't. Yeah. It's not that she just like yeah, it wasn't. Us. She just she, flaked. She yeah. was like trying really hard to get in, but she had an internet issue. But Jamie and I were shucking and jiving for the first eleven minutes, and there was a lady named Sarah from the Donor Conceived Alliance uh, of Canada. We were just like, Sarah, do you want to be on the show? And so she and she emailed us and was like, totally. So we yeah. sent her link. She jumped in and was, but it was such a cool conversation. I don't know. Like, I feel like I, I learned a lot. I don't know. Jamie and I, we talk about, I wouldn't say being defensive, but, you know, our positions are for the LGBTQ community. And we are very defensive. We are. We're defensive protective, of our families. Protective. And protective. Yes. Thank you. We're protective of the way they were formed and, yeah. and and the decisions we made, be they anonymous donors or not, to make them that way. And yeah. we're protective of all of you, our community, yeah. who have made your families in a in a myriad of ways. So we And, and of our kids very, too, you know, we yeah. were really honest about worrying about that. And so it was like a nuanced conversation. And I thought it was really great to to hear like when I'm thinking from my parent point of view versus the donor conceived person's point of view. Right, right. And you know, if if you didn't catch this event or you have no idea what we're talking about, yeah. there are some donor conceived people who who are not happy with the fact that they are donor conceived. And that is um a reality that has just been kind of newly brought to our eyes, right? Yeah. I don't know. Do you, should well, we yeah, and also I think they many of folks in the community, and again, Sarah said this many times, she's like, I don't speak for everyone, which I think right. is great. We, none of us should be speaking like Jamie and I shouldn't speak for the LGBTQ community. We're speaking for ourselves. But like she talked about wanting regulations to protect, th- that they need to be thinking about the donor-conceived people like first and foremost. And right. 
you know, and then we were saying that we also have to be making sure that any regulations that come in aren't too much that it prohibits us from creating our families because we don't have a lot of options. So it's right. it, it's it's a nuanced talk. Very nuanced. And and a lot of feelings can get involved, which sure. you can you see on social media um, a lot with comments and things like that. So it's a deep it's a deep topic for yeah. for all of us. But it was so it was such a good show after we got a guest. Um, the first 10 minutes, Jamie and I are being idiots. So you could just really skip over that. We weren't being um, idiots. We, we were being idiots. We were setting it up we and waiting. Talk about. Yeah. We were shucking and jiving. But go to our YouTube page if you missed it because it's there and you can watch mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, it was a good conversation. And I think we came to a good place together. And, and, so. and that was the whole point of it was yeah. to work together and, to and find, find the um, yeah, allyship in this because we are connected. Yeah, we, we are forever, forever and for always. All right. All that talk about intentional family planning stuff, it made me think about our book, Jamie. I mean, because we talk so much about the intentionality of our families and our origin stories in our mm-hmm, book. Mm-hmm. If these ovaries could talk, the things we've learned about making an LGBTQ, LGBTQ family, family. <laughs> is available at Amazon and all major retailers. You can check IndieBound if you want to buy locally. The point is just get it. Yeah. And we <laughs> read it. the audiobook if you're a, a listening kind of person. Go to Audible or iTunes. Don't be afraid to rate and review it on Goods, no. Goodreads or Amazon. You know what I'm saying? Help us get mm-hmm. this book out to more people. Let's get this book out to more people. Um, also, just another little business item here. Do you want to help us make content for LGBTQ families? You might. Mm. So if you do, you can join our Patreon community and do just that. You can help us. You're going to do a great <laughs> thing and you're going to get bonus <laughs> content. Ooh, and at the gestational carrier level, you get video interviews of most episodes and they are dropped a day early. Amazing. So you already might have watched this episode yesterday if you oh were if you were there. Pull I'm just cut. I'm just laughing because you said you can help us. And there was a long pause, like, because we really because do need help. Ellen's back. That's why we need help. All right, uh, Jess and Brandy. Uh, today's Edna, interview. Yeah. Oh. Okay, Jess and Brandy. Jess and Brandy. Okay. I mean, Jess is a listener, hadn't heard her story once again, and reached out. And then these two had to be so flexible in making their family. I mean, how they started off is not at all how it ended up. No, not at all. And if you're curious, let's just get to it. Let's not yammer on anymore. Helen. 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 She's back, guys. She's back. Here we go again. I'm just, I'm going to roll. Oh, she's up. She's up. No, no, she just got up. She's going to get another drink. It's fine. Hi, Jess and Brandy. Hi, ladies. Hi. Thank you for inviting us. Well, thank you for being here. How could we not? We we have to tell everyone you're friends of Angela and Jess Mm -hmm. and of Molly. Previous, uh, I think they were both season two, maybe. I think Molly was our financial advisor who scared the living daylights out of me. Our financial advisor. Financial advisor. (laughs) She says we're doing good. Yeah, she's good. And Angela and Jess, I can't remember the title of their episode. It was about help syndrome. It was like called Mm -hmm. help syndrome. Help syndrome. A very heavy subject, but hilarious episode. Yeah. Okay, you two. Let's start with the elevator pitch about your family. And don't forget, I'm going to time it. Don't let it panic you. Don't worry. Oh my we God. I'll cut you off. <laughs> Brandy's eyes just went boing like saucer. I love that. Oh, okay. I already. She got it. I had oh, to do it. Jess yeah. has this. Jess has written got, it down. I just got the watch. Oh, oh, <laughs> like written. Oh, damn, you two practice. are good. Okay, on okay. your mark. Right. We practiced last night in the hot tub on our date. That. Because the kids slept over grandma. Well, look at what? you two. Yeah. You are living the life right now. I know. I am jealous. I know. It's nice. Okay, on your mark, get set, go. 
Uh, we are Jess and Brandy, and we met in 2010 and started dating a little bit after that. Decided to, well, my dad said, um, have kids, and we said, we're going to get married first. Um, so got engaged in 2012, got married and committed in 2013, started having, trying to have kids via IUI and IVF in 2014. That didn't work. 2015, we went to adoption, uh, had our son in 2016 and our daughter in 2017 who was addicted to heroin. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. We did, we did <laughs> drop I mean, the mic on that last sentence. Yeah, so much. Ooh. Also, so much just happened. She started like panic speeding up because of the clock. <laughs> I was like, I should have said, we're not going to cut it's you okay. off. Don't panic. It's okay. Well, first of all, you packed a lot. You packed a lot into that. And there's a lot to unpack right there mm -hmm. and now. Also, you two, when you reached out to us, you, you referenced Amanda and Gab's episode, yes. which it has to be from listeners, one of the most referenced episodes that we've ever done. And I think it's because of the hardship that they faced. Mm -hmm. and, and now, given what you just said, that makes total sense. I didn't ask a question. I just said Yeah, that. do you want to talk about, <laughs> yeah. do you want to talk about the pet? Like, I, I assume they had IUI and IVF failure. They, I forget the episode Like five exactly. years of trying all kinds of ways. It took them a long ways. time. Yeah. They tried for a very long time. And they hadn't, yeah. they weren't successful by the end of the podcast. They, they were now, but they weren't by the end of the recording of the podcast. They were in a place where yes. they weren't sure if they wanted to move forward. And they said in the episode, we just, we haven't heard on your podcast, we haven't heard from anybody who's decided to stop trying the mm -hmm. fertility route. And so that's why they wanted to tell their story. And then when you reached out, you said, that's us, that's us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So mm -hmm. here, let, we should share our story and maybe it gives them some hope. You know, so that's why, of course, you're here, obviously. Mm -hmm. So start, tell us about, you know, you decided you wanted to have kids, you're all married and committed, your dad's all pushing you to have babies. Yeah, a good Catholic family. Yeah, the babies. funny thing is, you guys <laughs> said, we're not, we're, we're not having babies till we get married, which yeah. is so traditional of you. Um, oh, well, right. my, my grandma wanted a family meeting when I came out, and my mom said, you don't need to have a family meeting about this. What does that so, even mean? What does that mean? I don't know. A family meeting. Sure. I know. What, what details did Grams want? Do they That's want, what I want to know. know. So we figured we wouldn't freak the family out too much and actually go the traditional, traditional route and get married before we had kids. Yeah. Because yeah. we got married in 2013. It wasn't legal. Uh -huh. So we just committed to each other. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And then and then what happened? So you got committed and then you were ready to start trying. Yes. So we started trying in 2014. We started after a honeymoon, which yeah. I think was in the fall yeah. after we got married. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh. you, you always knew, Jess, you were going to be the person to carry the baby. Yeah. Yes. Brandy didn't want to, never wanted to. She could have my eggs, but I didn't want to carry. Like yeah. it was yeah. not. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't pushy about it, which was like, I was really thankful for. Yeah. Um, but we tried just IUI initially. So we, we tried to get pregnant because we figured we didn't want to have to adoption was always an option, mm -hmm. but at that point, because we couldn't get married, we didn't want to have to adopt a kid twice because mm. only one of us would have been able to adopt the child and then we had to readopt them as like a second parent adoption mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so and i was always interested in being pregnant so i was like why not let's try so we went ahead with me and used a sperm donor and we went through a clinic um a clinic a reproductive clinic and the doctor was like everything looks good um, let's try IUI. We did it unmedicated mm -hmm. a couple times. Um, and that was mm -hmm. 
Two week mm-hmm. wait was horrible. Ugh. Never Two-week positive. Wait sucks. Yes. Every symptom of PMS is the same yes. as pregnancy. So you're like, oh, my boobs hurt. Is that, could that be? Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> yes. So I think when that wasn't working unmedicated, <laughs> we tried medicine. And what medication. about what about your sperm donor at this point? Did you how did you buy a lot of sperm to make sure you had enough? Or did how we, did I think we ended up using two different ones, didn't we? Um, I think over the course of all the treatments yeah. we did. Right? I don't even remember. <laughs> well, because it, did, it, it so didn't long. become a part of your family story, which is interesting. So like it's, you know, it's not a detail. It's important. Right. Yeah. We picked like a guy that was, we mm-hmm. thought was as similar mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. as yeah. possible. And then I think we bought um, some. And then I think there wasn't enough left. So we chose a different one and bought mm-hmm. more of that person that we use and your doctor's still like don't worry we're just gonna bump this up to medicated nothing to worry about yeah yeah it's like wrong. usually it takes three to five times so it's very similar to what i went through actually yeah and i know they did all the testing before and i don't think they ever did any testing like during the iuis like extra testing other than the one where they make sure everything's open right the fluid the fluid <laughs> yeah. through the the Tubes. Yeah. Yes. We should know yeah. the name of that. I do know that somewhere in my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were told everything was good. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> this is how it goes. Everything looks yeah. fine. And then yeah. frozen sperm is slow sperm. So I know it's like, it's frozen. It's fine. It'll, it just takes a little longer. I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then I think we had, I think after eight times we were like, okay, let's like, let's talk. And he's like, you did it eight times. He's like, we wouldn't have let we you did. do that. And I was like, Oh, well, you're my doctor. Yeah, but we did. The one who scheduled it. Were, were you yeah. paying out of pocket for this or was this covered? Most Mostly. of it was covered yeah. through the insurance. And I was tired of giving hormone mm-hmm. shots. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. by the eighth time, you were probably <laughs> doing the gamut of fertility drugs. Like You were tired of it, but then we started I- IVF. And, and then, then I was really tired. I was going to say, it's not like you, you didn't give up. You went to more shots. Yeah. 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 Was, then I was really tired. So he's like, eight times, he, he's like, I recommend we go up to IVF, but there's still no diagnosis of why anything is happening or anything. It's just, let's just kick this up a notch. Yeah. Because it's time. Right. And so, and then we were like, okay, it's bound to work with IVF because nothing, there's nothing wrong. They can't figure out why it is. So we did, we ended up paying IVF out of pocket because my insurance had a limit. It was like, it would pay $3,000 a year. Or something like that. that. Is, yeah, right. That I was like, well, that's not helpful. <laughs> and they had a self-pay discount where it was like half price, oh. which is still a lot of money. But um, so I, I didn't want to end up paying more. So we just did that. They did have a three fresh, three frozen deal that you paid like three times as much money for, but you were it was like a money back guarantee, guarantee. if it didn't end up working. No one ever thinks you're going to need that. Wow. You know what I mean? You're always no. like, oh, we're going to be good. We don't need that. So we didn't do that the first, first time, yeah. but we did that the second, second time. time. So we did two that way. Yeah. So we did three IVF eventually. When wow. you say three IVFs, do you mean three retrievals and transfers? Yes, because we or... never once had a frozen embryo. Really? Oh, you never, never. had enough, never ended up with enough to freeze it. No. Oh God, that's so. So that's all. That's that was tough. one of the reasons why we ended up ending because we were like, this isn't going anywhere. And and what's our time frame here from when you started with the IUIs to like your third IVF? Like how long was this process? What, a year and a half. A year and a half. So you were going well, pretty steady. Just then. kept going. Yeah. 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 Oh, you were just back, back to back, back to back. And yes. then I was like, I'm done. Like doing yeah. it all. 
Well, so in that time, so the first time we did IVF, we got pregnant and somehow we, we got, we technically got pregnant all three times, but the first time we were <sighs> pregnant for longer because the, somehow the ultrasound was pushed back, but then it ended up being what they called a blighted ovum. There wasn't a heartbeat. There was never, yeah. I, I was pregnant, but there it's wasn't like, ever like a false like a pregnancy. Kind of like, and I'm assuming oh, that's what happened on the other two, but we were. We actually made it in the doctor sooner. And I don't remember why we didn't make it to the doctor. Well, the he told us they'd come in later for the ultrasound. And we went in at six weeks. No, the first time we went in at nine weeks. Nine weeks, yeah. And it was not. Oh, so you had like oh a long God. time of believing you're pregnant. Yes. Yeah. Like almost almost a, a trimester. Because when, and yeah. it's when it's IVF, like when you've, you know, you know exactly, exactly when. when. And so you're. Y- yeah. And I'm like, they put it where it's supposed to go. Right. Yeah. Why wouldn't it work? Mm-hmm. They put it where it's right. supposed to go. Right. They put all the things right there. Mm-hmm. I thought the same thing. I want to talk about something off topic for just a second, Robin. Just a yeah, second. Uh-huh. Of course. Okay. Of course. I know. I know that we talk a lot about Thrive Cosmetics here and mm-hmm. there, really. But I have decided, really, I have that I am absolutely in love. With their products. Oh my God. I am. I have come to the same conclusion. Really? I am so into their brilliant eye brightener. Also, the mascara. Right now. I'm wearing it right now. It's it's a genius highlighter stick. It helps me look like I've had plenty of restful sleep, even when I haven't, because I Which never have. Right. <laughs> And it's especially good. We got to make a little social video. I mean, we do mm-hmm. that a lot. And I look mm-hmm. tired, which is a lot. And my brightener stick hides it well. I love it. I know all about that. Uh-huh. But my new obsession, and mm-hmm. I am really in love with it, besides the eye brightener, skin cleanser, mm-hmm. and mascara, I love all of those, is the overnight sensation brightening sleep mask. Have you tried this? Oh, my God. I got it. And my daughter stole it from me. But go ahead. It's, I rub it on my face before bed, and I kid you not i look rested and hydrated the next day even when i'm not which i never am mm-hmm, totally and I, i'm just i'm like I'm, I'm in love with this stuff i know I, I know i highly recommend it it's antioxidant packed it cools and it brightens it rejuvenates it's it's a miracle they're in the a, best in a bottle and 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 what makes thrive cosmetics even better is they're bigger than beauty promise so for every product that you purchase thrive cosmetics donates to help women thrive, women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and and so much more. I mean, incredible. Incredible. Well, folks, now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash OCT. Folks, that's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash OCT. 15% off your first order. Cause. You see what they did there? I see what they did there. It's a cause. So the first IVF, this happens. And what does the doctor say? He just said, sometimes it happens. He said, you want to try it again? Wait, hold on. We're eight tries of IUI in. And now we just had an IVF where I had a blighted, what is it called? Blighted ovum? Ovum. What's the deal here, man? I don't know. It makes me angry. So So then we... Sign up for the no- money back guarantee. He's like, you're young, you're healthy. They, sure. There's nothing wrong. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. And I don't. I think that one was pretty fast. I think I miscarried before this ultrasound. Yeah. It came out positive. Yeah. But then it didn't last like past week five. And at this point, um, are you just? I mean, what are your feelings about? I mean, a miscarriage in and of itself, not even on the backs of spending all this money and having tried nine times already is hard. I mean, we're, we're mm-hmm. how are you feeling about that? Sad. Wanting to move forward, like just bulldozing forward. 
Yeah. Like, okay. I get that. Next time it was just like, all right, mm-hmm. next one. And I'm yeah. like, maybe I'll, I'll you should like, let your body heal. I'll, I'll handle yeah. this later. Was, I was like, yeah. cause I was like, maybe you should like let your body like chill out for a minute. Well, cause after the <laughs> second time we, they did more testing and they found out that I had a factor two mutation, which is a blood clotting disorder. Oh. And so then he was attributing all of this to this and it can like clot off the the embryo and then have you miscarry. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found out after it, other people in my family have had it. Yeah. Or they we assume that they had it. I think one was confirmed and the others we assume yeah. was why yeah. because like my aunt had some recurrent miscarriages oh. too. So then the solution to that is to be on blood thinners while you're trying to get pregnant. That, that's, that can't be fun. No. no. So it was doing, you know, heparin shots every night. So she, her like abdomen was completely bruised. Oh, yeah. From a, yeah. So bruised plus the. And my sister was pregnant at that time. Oh, too, but oh, she didn't know it. But then she got pregnant regularly. Well, just naturally. Yeah. When she tried to get pregnant again, she was having trouble too. So she was like, oh, my sister has this. And so she got tested and she did. So then for her other two successful pregnancies, she was on um, blood thinners for those. Oh, but I okay. can't believe that her and my brother-in-law were able to, to give them shot themselves shots. Because I had to do it the first time for them. Oh really? Oh, yeah. You like, just turned into a nurse a in the middle of this. You're like, like, and the, the first time was she was like, "I need my shot." I'm like, "We're in oh, the back I, of a car." Well, I think Seriously? you did the IVF, the shot. IVF shot for. They ended up doing IVF for their second. Yeah. She's like, "I need my trigger shot," and was like, "And your dad's like, what are you doing?" I was like, "Giving your daughter a shot." Hold on. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> He's squeamish, so yeah. he doesn't like to talk about that. She's putting you the blue this. gloves on. <laughs> boop. Yeah, boop, I got this. You just you just pinch it and you jab it. Yeah, I was like, it's not hard. (laughs) (laughs) I I remember trying to give myself the trigger shot at work and I pinched my little fat and then I'd be like, one, two, three, (laughs) one, two, three. And I could like, could never, I was like, I don't know how to stab myself. And I had to just be like, because it was so like to make yourself stab yourself is not an easy thing. Uh, I think I only did it once, even with the heparin shots. or Because I was like, I won't be home that you have to do it yourself. Oh, I got so good at it. I got so good at it. So then you, you've bought the money back guarantee and you're now into the third IVF. It was the second, second the second within that money back guarantee. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then after that one, we stopped. So it was the day my nephew was born. My sister was giving birth and we were in bed, miscarrying, crying. And we were Aww. like, I think we're done. Yeah. Aww. I was like, I think you're done. I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then I just started Googling adoptions in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and there was an adoption meeting coming up that Thursday. I think it was Tuesday. It was a Monday. It was a Monday. There was one coming up that week, like, that week. And I was like, we're going. That was like Talk about the universe down the road. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. like three miles down the road. I was like, we're going to it. We're just going to go. It's an information night. We're just going to go to it. Mm-hmm. Did you cry through all of it? Just stand in the back sobbing. That's probably what I would have done. Fine. No, <laughs> okay. no, I had my clipboard. She had her clipboard taking, taking notes. notes and... She came from you're, you're moving yeah, on. The, you're moving on. She's the, she's the organizer. I'm just like, let's go. <laughs> like, I don't. I it, take. I kind of take notes mentally, but not really. <laughs> no, she's not. She doesn't do the spreadsheet. It does me either. Neither do I. Yeah. It does <laughs> seem like a really. That's a big turn that's a big change sudden so we already knew that it was a possibility uh-huh. yeah 
we we had already discussed it when we discussed how do we want to start our family and we already knew adoption was a possibility and by that time it was what may of 2015 so things were moving (laughs) along potentially i mean there was we were getting old okay we're not that old but um we were 30 we were so old we wanted to start our family and honestly like in the back of my head i was thinking we'd already gotten officially married surprisingly in indiana small town indiana (laughs) instead of ohio we finally gave up and said screw ohio Mm -hmm. we're not waiting for you to come around um, and we knew things were already on its way to the possibility of having it nas- uh, legalized nationally. Mm-hmm. So we were like, you know what? I- I'm sure it will be fine. We'll figure it out. Obviously, this didn't work. We didn't. Brandy didn't want to try to get pregnant. And we we didn't even need to go that route. Right. And I was very thankful she didn't push me. Right. Yeah. Didn't want to. The yeah. doctor was like, can we do your eggs? And Brandy's like, no. I was like, you could take my eggs and put them in her, but I don't want to yeah. get pregnant. And he was considering it to be along with the, uh, in, in the package, the, oh. but I was like, we'll just switch oh, yeah. to you. Like, you got two uteri. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, but I don't want to, like, I'm, I got a physique here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't want to carry. I never have. I don't want to. Yeah. Because I can. And, and, and I, I want didn't to. want to have to take blood thinners for nine months yeah. either. No. And that's, that's not the safest thing. No, that's like, not good for do. you. And it's just so funny. Yeah. You're not the first person we've talked to who has just said that the doctor just just assumed that that both both of you ladies would be okay with carrying and just like yeah. They, well, they, our doctor it said it to me too, and but we scientific were scientific okay. route. Yeah, yeah, they're just looking at it like the science. Like you got another one, move over here. Yeah, we're not looking at it yeah, from right. like our. And this is one of the things that we talk about all the time about. It would be helpful if they were trained in LGBTQ. I don't know what's the word. Uh, just ways yeah like, so that well, in the gay ways. get to know our ways get yeah, to know get to our know ways, ways. we got some right. gay ways that just sounded like forrest gump but like just <laughs> the gay ways but like they you know just so that they would know to have some sensitivity around that question yeah like not, would you yeah, want right. to just not because, just like yeah you're up yeah yeah and well you guys talk about gay drafting mm-hmm. yeah. like we we had an older lesbian couple that we knew who tried they actually used, um, had done surrogacy and they used this doctor and then um, they actually used the adoption agency that we went through too. So, but we didn't really know anybody else who'd had kids. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really have, and I, I, we didn't really look around. We just kind of you just did went that. with this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, there, and there are not many adoption agencies around, especially five years ago that were accepting of gay couples. Right. No. There's a lot of, Christian mm-hmm. yeah, organizations yeah. in, the, in Cincinnati. Yeah, you're so. Catholic and, you know, so it's just like, oh, you got to be careful where you go. Mm-hmm. So you knew you knew someone who it worked for them. You're like, we're just going there. Yeah, we went with the Jewish center. Yeah. There <laughs> Makes you sense. Go. There you go. Yeah. There you yeah. go. And yeah. were you yeah. were you concerned about money going into this? Because I'm assuming you just spent a buttload of money for a year and a half on all the medical procedures. Now you got to turn around and you're like forking out cash for adoption. Well, we got some of our money back. We got a good chunk of money back oh, from nice. the money back guarantee really? because it didn't work. It there didn't was work. no baby. So yeah. oh, we got that sweet. back. Did they really give, how much of it did you get back? 80%. Oh. Yeah. 70 or 80%. So, yeah, something like that. That was a oh, smart yeah. move you made. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. And I then, wish we'd done it the first time, although, yeah. but. And then her parents helped us out a little mm-hmm. bit and gave us some money, which was nice. Props to yeah. Jess's parents. Props to Jess's parents. Yes. 
And they really wanted grandbabies. We, yes, they did. <laughs> they moved closer to us. Yeah. I made a joke Aww. about babysitting yeah. and not wanting to drive that far. Hence, and... they have our children right now. I love that. Oh, yay. <laughs> Can I drop yeah. mine Thanks, off? Mom and dad. Yeah. I know. Yes. Time to uh, swing yeah. by Brooklyn. Well, I'm sure they love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then we also found out, I actually think they talked about it in the open house, that there's an adoption tax credit. Yes. That you get, eventually you get, get money back. back. Yeah. I think it's like $12,000 um, or something like that. It might even be more at yeah. this point. Pretty yes. much get most of your money back. Yes. I don't think a yeah. lot of people know that about uh, yeah. about the tax credit. Right. Yeah. Right. It depends on how it's run. So, yeah. and and my work had an adoption assistance as well. So we actually did get all of our money back from both of our adoptions. Amazing. At this point. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You just had to, you know, fork it all over up front. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the other nice thing about our adoption agency is that they did it a little differently. They had a monthly payment that you paid up to a certain amount, certain number of months. And then there was more of a chunk, like when you got matched with a, a birth mom or an infant and, or, and then when you were placed with them. Mm-hmm. So they were always having money come in because in their heads, they always had expenses because the birth families could come in and ask for things. And so they always needed cash flow um, in case they needed to cover housing or food or car payments or whatever for the birth families before they're actually matched. Mm-hmm. And then we helped pay them back. So any assistance that the birth families got went through the agency, but then we would, we repaid whatever they took up to a certain amount. And Ohio has really great adoption laws for the adoptive families. So we couldn't pay more than $3,000 in, in expenses okay. to the birth family. And it never went directly to the birth family. It went to the agency, and then the agency paid it. Paid to it, like and it only the electric went, company or the car company or the how the and never cash never went directly to it. It had to go for some type of expense. Mm-hmm. So it's a agency. private adoption through an agency. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. And it's open where you have to be matched, and they choose you. Is that kind of thing? Yeah. Yes. So you had to do like a book. Like a we, had profile a, we had a paper of. book and then we had an online profile, which I think is where they found us. Sage's birth parents um, found us online. Oh, yeah. And his, um, his actually birth great grandmother. Yes. Found us online and said, how about this family? And so that's so progressive. She reached out to our, right. yeah, she actually reached out to our agency and said, I'm interested in this couple. I want to meet them. Oh. Um, and I happened to be calling to ask, Hey, what would happen? I had some questions because we were going to maybe go to Guatemala for a service trip with the university that I went through the, I'm an occupational therapist. So I was going to go on their service trip with the students. And she goes, well, funny, I was going to call you, but I needed some more details, but we think you have a baby. And we're like, Oh, probably shouldn't be going out of the country. Maybe maybe not so much. (laughs) Maybe wait. Yeah. And how long was this? call after you had signed up. I was going to say, we probably should back up. Back up, yeah. We went in. So in May, we got started with the process and filled out all the paperwork. And it took until Thanksgiving. So it took about six months to do all the stuff that needed to be done to be considered active. And paperwork classes, house inspection. Mm -hmm. Our marriage became legal in Ohio. So we were able to then both become like the... Adopted parents. Because yeah. I technically have filled out the paperwork uh-huh. first. 
And then Brandy was like the roommate. Right. Because I'm poor and have no money. <laughs> uh, roommate. Just, that's just my she's the very supportive roommate. Roommate. Yeah. Yes. So I think us and another um, gay couple were the first two that went through this agency because they called us and they're like, here, like, I don't, I don't think anything else has changed. You just have to refill out your application and put both of you as parents. That's great. Because they didn't really, they didn't really know what to do either. They're like, just refill it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, okay. Yeah, okay. That's great. So we stalked every other profile that was on the website <laughs> to see who looked interesting and who didn't uh-huh. and what we wanted to say. It took forever to write our profile. Yeah. We, we wanted to look cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, who we're doesn't? Like, happy, like, well. This is. You want to be picked. How do you present yourself to somebody who is going to choose if you get a baby or mm-hmm. not? So what did you what what did you decide was what you had to put in there? What did so you learn? So we were open. Well, we knew we were open to whatever, whoever, any race, any ethnicity, open to most situation, mm-hmm. any age. We we wanted an infant. Okay. Any, yeah, you we, an infant. And they only did infants, infants up to like 6 months mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the agency. We both have worked with kids with disabilities, kids with backgrounds in foster care, and we didn't want to go that route. We wanted to, Mm -hmm. we just wanted to start a family. We didn't think we could handle giving back a child or raising a child and then reuniting them with their birth family or their families. Um, It's tough. Yeah. To me, it's, there should be no judgment in what you check or don't check. It should just be knowing what's best Mm -hmm. for you. Because that's how you're going to be the most successful parents. Right. Yeah. And we originally going in, you know, we said any race, you know, ethnicity, but we originally had said we didn't want to do any, a child that was um, addicted to drugs because mm-hmm. we'd mm-hmm. both yeah, worked with we, them. I think we actually said that on our first one. Our first one. And we just was like, no, we, we both done it at work. We can't work with it and do it at home. Yeah. We just, we needed mm-hmm. that separation and then never say never. Right. Mm. But what we put in our profile was we we really wanted to highlight the diversity of our family, the diversity of who we hung out with. We specifically moved to a diverse neighborhood in Cincinnati, which is sometimes hard to come by. We (laughs) assumed we would have a child that wasn't the same race as us. So we really wanted to highlight the fact that we hung out with a lot of people from different backgrounds and different races Mm -hmm. and different Mm -hmm. beliefs. um, Just so that they could feel comfortable. And we talked a lot about like our values, what we like to do as a family and what we hope to do with our children. Hiking, traveling, being outdoors, um, working out. I mean, it's like all you can do is be honest, right? Is say all the things that Mm -hmm. you are and hope someone connects to it and says, that's a family I want to raise, Mm -hmm. you know, my biological child. And that's, I think ultimately what connected us with the first birth family. We met a lot of their family and heard a lot about the family. I mean, we met birth mom, birth dad, and both of their moms. So mm-hmm. the birth grandparents. It was all in the delivery room together, too. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes, in the middle wow. of the night. In the middle of the night, in the delivery room. <laughs> um, so, this was, so this was an open adoption. Yes. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we haven't had any contact with them. They have chosen not to have any contact with us since. Um, but we were very open. We got to know them. We were matched. So we got on the list and became active in November. And of course, I was checking the list of active families on the website every week. And I'd be like, oh, they got a baby because they're not on the list anymore. Oh, (laughs) Oh, they got a baby or or they had to give up. Um, It's going to be hard. Yeah. 
And we chatted with somebody else from the group and they were like, you do what? And I was like, you don't check the list. Like this is who we're competing against each other. Kind of. In a way. <laughs> They're like, yeah. what? They're like well, so, what? I was like, oh, maybe it's just us. Okay. <laughs> to each um, his own. To each yeah. his own. Yeah. Um, but then in January, it was January that we got matched with them. So we had a couple months. Wow. Um, before was he fast. was very fast. Born at the end of April. And we got to connect with the the birth mom and the birth dad a lot. And we even after we came home, we were like, we're not going to really see them again for a while because it was a very Juno. If you know the movie Juno, mm-hmm. it was like uh-huh. very much that kind of situation. Um, like she came into this like, this is not my child. Um, mm. I'm doing things to make sure the baby is healthy and this is your baby. Wow. And even at the hospital, when the staff was even like asking us things, we were like, you need to ask her. And she was like, you need to ask them because they're the parents and I'm not. And so like, we were trying to be respectful of her, her decision and her choice. But she was like, this isn't my child. This is your she child. Was, she was just very disconnected from yeah. the yeah. baby mm-hmm. from the get go. Very disconnected personally, but very um, respectful. Wanting to make sure the child was healthy. And respectful. Yeah. 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 And so it sounds like if I'm doing the math correctly, from when you decided to switch to adoption to when you had a baby was almost like nine months, just a little over nine months. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's yes. like perfect timing. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so once you were matched um, and you met the birth parents and you were going along with the process, was was there any fear involved? I mean, it sounds like she was kind of like. Not after no, we met her. No, I was as, never. Yeah. As much as our parents were both like, and other people were like, aren't you a little nervous? I never yeah. was. I never. Yeah, I was never. I never felt nervous. And even after I met birth dad and his mom with the birth mom, I mean, they were super nice family. And like, he I'm was, glad it worked out because yeah. it would have been super yeah. crushed. But I hope that we can reconnect with them yeah. at some point. Well, the door is open, someday. right? If they want to. Or, right. Of course. Yes. At, any, at any time. We, yeah. we gave them our contact information and um, we have theirs, but we did keep in touch a little bit. And um, birth mom never responded. Birth grandma did, but she said, I'm I need to follow what she wants yeah. so mm-hmm. she's like so she never responded and we just we're like okay we ha- we had a photo website okay. that we gave them access to and I don't think they ever logged in yeah I imagine um, that would be difficult I I mean you yes, know I I, I can yeah. imagine what it would be like Jamie I just have to stop for a second okay. and say you know that when it comes to our LGBTQ families, a lot of time we don't know if we have fertility issues until we actually are in the process of trying to create our families. And for many of us, there's no, oh, I can't believe I haven't gotten pregnant yet with all this unprotected sex (laughs) I've been having. (laughs) Unfortunately, sex for our families doesn't naturally produce babies, mostly. If only, if only, but seriously. Right. And that's exactly what happened to me. I didn't know there Mm -hmm. was a fertility issue until I was already at the clinic and I was also considered geriatric. Like, how would Mm -hmm. I have known that my parts weren't in working order? How? Well, Jamie, you know how? That's why Modern Fertility was created. It's it's an easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home. You're going to give yourself a simple finger prick. You're going to mail it in with the prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results in 10 days. Yes. and So good for the planning part. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there it is. And you're going to get insight into your hormone levels, your ovarian reserve, a.k.a. how many eggs you have compared to other women your age, and other important fertility factors. 
Yeah, and traditional testing, which you may or may not know, with your doctor, it can cost over a thousand bucks. But Modern Fertility gets you the same info for $159. I mean, that is a fraction of the mm-hmm. price. Oh, and if you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT, you're going to get 20 more dollars off your test, Jamie. Come Ooh, on. One more thing. Mm-hmm. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards Modern Fertility, too. Yeah. So if you want kids today or maybe one day in the future, clinically sound info about your body can help you make the decision that's right for you and your family. And like I said, right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners 20 bucks off the test. I'm getting up into the rafters with my voice. If you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT. That means your test will cost $139 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. Yep. So get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash OCT. Modernfertility.com slash OCT. On another note, did they ever mention to you why they chose a lesbian couple? Yes. yes, she mm-hmm. said that growing up, she had kind of um, been made fun of a lot and um, kind of discriminated, discriminated against. against. And she knew that we had probably been through that a lot and, and that we could deal with that if our kids. That's so and wonderful. We and, we, and we wouldn't judge her for that. Yeah. For what, her choice that she was making about adoption. Oh, my God. That's so Aww. wonderful and so thoughtful. Yeah. And coming from someone on the younger side, it was really great that she was able to to process that yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. she was very articulate yeah. yeah and she wrote a letter i still to, can't i can't read read, read the letter, read the she, letter. Wrote. she wrote without crying yeah oh yeah it's it's i was like whoa i can't even like begin to read it like yeah. even to think about it it's pretty yeah it's a pretty amazing letter what that, a, what a like, thoughtful oh, decision nice. on her part you know yeah. mm-hmm. so like i one day sage will really appreciate that letter yeah like mm-hmm. so and how old is Sage now? Five and a half. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget the half. <laughs> Don't forget that half. No. Very important. I mean, I know we have I know we have another um kid to talk about, Kim, but I do have a question. Um, and if if there's like no answer to it, that's fine too. But you know, Jamie and I always talk about sometimes once you get into the parenting, you like all that baby stuff is just like you're fine. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, it, and sometimes I all that fertility. Yeah, and stuff I feel like, so, yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm talking to people, I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. The baby's coming. But it's, you know, and it seems like you guys are in that place where you end up having kids just not the way you thought. Did you ever have to process all that happened with all the medical stuff and all of that? Or was it just literally like we're on to the next thing and we got a kid and everything's OK? No, I feel I don't know about you. I had to process it a little bit. I think she probably had to process it more than I did. I feel like I did it. I did it during the time we were waiting to adopt because I didn't know how long it was going to take. Mm. I assumed it would take a while. I think I just had to process more of her emotions that was going, yeah. <laughs> going through. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of hormones, yeah. man. Woo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. We made it through that. You stuck with me. I made it through that. <laughs> and now we look easy. at each other and we go, please don't ever leave me. <laughs> <laughs> please. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she probably, Jess probably had to process more than I did. Because I was, I mean, I was going through it, but I don't think as emotionally as she was, I guess. Yeah. And I wrong to say, but like, that's. I would still love to be pregnant, but honestly, at this point, it doesn't matter. No. And I don't. I can't handle another kid. I don't myself when I jump on a trampoline, so. (laughs) Yeah, but Jamie and I do. I can't, I shouldn't speak for Jamie. I pee myself all the time. I I don't, I don't pee myself. I had a C-section. Damn it. (laughs) This is just me, everyone. It's just me. It's fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> so how long before you were like, oh, we're having another one? Okay, so yeah. as soon as we had Sage, we were like, when can we get on the list? Because we assumed it would take a while. And in Ohio, <laughs> yeah. you have to be six months old. No, it has to be six months after the parental rights were terminated or signed away before you can officially adopt them. So mm-hmm. in November, we went to court and got the paperwork signed. And we were both we're both listed as parents on the hey. birth certificate and the adoption decree, which that adoption That's decree amazing. is what's actually the legal. Exactly. Work, yes. Not the birth certificate. That's amazing. So and they said after Sage is finalized, then you can get back on the list. So we did. That was in November. We got back on the list probably in December. Super. So that's, a, that's like six months after Sage was born? Six months after. Okay. So yeah. we were like, you know, it'll probably take a year and a half, yeah. two years. years. That'll be a good age difference. So then we're just waiting and waiting. And we were discussing like, okay, he's a little bit of a handful. I mean, it's <laughs> not easy raising a baby. <laughs> and we're like, he's I, very active. I can't imagine uh-huh. having to juggle a kid a baby or a toddler and get to know a birth family that may or may not pan out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's a whole nother aspect because we and that and we had said we would love to get to know the birth family we would love to have a relationship with them and really get to know them before we had a kid so that's what happened with sage and we go i would love if a baby just fell in our lap just call me. I doubt them. that would ever happen, but that would be amazing. Especially because you, you don't have baby fever anymore because you've got a baby. So you're not we as panicked. Yeah, we're, we don't care. Yeah. yeah. Just call we're, me to come get him. I already got a car seat. Yeah. You know, I got, yeah, right. I got this. We now. got the baby stuff. <laughs> we're good. I know how to swaddle now. I know what that word means. Right. I have a bottle. Yeah. So I know how to mix formula. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we just basically lived our lives and I was not as anal about checking the list. To see who else was getting because you're chasing after a baby. us because yeah, it didn't, at that was, point it didn't matter. Sage was very active. He was already walking mm-hmm. and talking, and yeah, he was early for all that no time. Yeah. There is no time for all yeah. that stuff anymore. So then I said, I think it was in the summer. I was like, you know what? Let's just check in. And so we checked in with the social worker, and we're like, hey, how's it going? And he like, has anybody been looking at us? And she's like, oh, yeah, your profile has been real active. And we're like, oh, okay. what? I was she like, said, man, I really wanted to have Sage potty trained before we had another kid, you know, like <laughs> that like, it, yeah. the deadline keeps getting pushed. Yeah, yeah exactly. you know, like, yeah. wanted Sage to be in college and supporting us before we have another kid. <laughs> yeah. So I told my work, I was like, you know what? My profile has been kind of active. Just FYI, like because I took maternity leave with Sage or took took leave, which wasn't covered, but I had um, time off, and then I took some weeks off yeah, without pay. It wasn't pay. covered. Only two. No, because it ours is covered? short-term disability. It's through short-term disability. Yeah. Uh, and some places work. don't have the same for adoption as they do for if you had a baby. It really depends on your employer. But I got five thousand dollars from them to cover adoption expenses. Hey, now, so, so we'll so, take it. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I was okay. like, okay. We'll trade so, I mean, that yeah. kind of covers. Yeah. What I didn't get paid for those few weeks. Mm. So mm-hmm. then I think she emailed us and was like, hey, your profile is really being considered. So just FYI. And so I was, so I emailed my work and I was like, hey, our profile might be considered. Um, and she emailed back and was like, oh, it's not. But I'd already told work. So I was just like, I'll just leave it at that. So then the next day I'm at work at lunch, get a call. 
and the, my coworkers who were sitting at lunch with me back when we could sit with our coworkers at lunch. Um, <laughs> Remember that? We're like, so 2019. Your you. fa- they, they were like mouthing to me because I think my face went white. And like, I was like, <laughs> oh, because she's like, hey, so we have a baby at the hospital who's already been born. Oh my God. And they want you. And I was like, say what? <laughs> and oh I'm like mouthed like baby to my coworkers. And all of a sudden, like she gets up and I hear her telling everybody in the office, just is getting a baby. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, wait, I got to get some details. So I tried to get as many details as I could, which she didn't have a whole lot. So I was like, you need to find out all of the details. Cause I think at that point she said she was born, um, addicted to heroin and she's in oh. the NICU right now. And she has jaundice. And I think that was about all we had. <laughs> and I didn't so... even know if it was a boy or a girl. I think at that point it was just the baby has this, the baby has that. Yeah. And, I, and then I hung up and I was like, and I called you. And, I wasn't answering. Oh, I had to call the neighbor <laughs> and say, me. is Brandy home? Can I... you go knock on the door? Cause we have a baby and we need to decide. I had just picked Sage up from grandma's, <laughs> but he was yeah. in the, I remember he was in the counter trying to cut a watermelon. <laughs> Oh, like, oh he was so 15 months you know, old. I was in our social worker's office. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, questions. Kendall's like, just need you. I was like, what? I'm trying to do a Sage. He has a knife. What, yeah. What, so what's that was going on. That was nine months after we'd been on the list. So Sage was 15 months, 15 old, months old at that point. Mm. And then I get mm. on the phone with Jess and she's crying. I was like, what's wrong? Baby. And I was like, what? We have a baby. I was like, oh, no, what's wrong with it? Why are you crying? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm like, how serious? Like, like I, I wouldn't even know what you need to consider in terms of the heroin addiction. Like, I mean, I when I hear that because I had addicted parents, like a, a panic goes up the backside of me. But like, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't even know what you consider. Like, what do you think about when that when you hear that? Yeah. So then we got on the, we call. were consulting many of our, our friends, friends who are doctors. doctors. So I like, I was like, okay, let me call my friends who are doctors. And then, and I was talking to our social, social workers work. who had, so. we, cause I work with a lot of patients who have a history of drug exposure in utero mm-hmm. along with other disabilities. So I was like, okay, let's like, let's really talk this through. Can we handle mm-hmm. it? I was we called, I called my mom, you called your mom. And then our friend Dre was like, well, we don't really know. How desperate are you? And I was like, huh? She's like, huh? 50-50. You don't know. You don't really know. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are not helping. Like what are the things, like what are the things like developmental delays or, or addiction issues or everything? ADHD, addiction, CP, you know, vision issues. So she also had jaundice. Which, right. because she needed to be swaddled because she was withdrawing, but she needed mm. to be under the billy lights. They couldn't oh, swaddle her. Hold her like this. You slept the whole night like with this. her like that on her billy lights, like billy lights for under time. her, billy lights wrapped around her, billy lights from the top. She was her jaundice was severe, like, like a couple points away from a blood, did a transfusion. blood transfusion. Because wow. if the billy level gets too high, <laughs> it can cause brain damage. Oh my god! I didn't know that was Two. a thing. They're like, yeah, yeah. she's like two points away from a blood transfusion, hold her there. And I was like, what? That's a okay. thing. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah. And I'm goodness. like, Oh, <laughs> get into the light. Yeah. Baby. Right. <laughs> oh, this poor baby. Yeah. So we walked oh. in. So we walked into a mess. So I asked a hundred thousand <laughs> questions because I knew enough about asking about like different factors about, I was like, what were her APGAR scores? Mm-hmm. Well, first I said, what gender is it? <laughs> yeah. It was a girl. <laughs> Um, what were her APGAR scores? What's her head circumference? I was like asking all these questions and the social workers like, I don't uh-huh. know. I'll call the hospital back. 
So like she had to do that like four times. And every time mm-hmm. the social worker called, the hospital was like, you need to pick the adoptive parents. They need to get down here now. And so she, nobody was happy that I was asking trying questions. to draw this out. Yeah. Yeah. And so well, they were just like, questions. just come down here and see her. And I was yeah, like, because they know you're going to walk well, away with come? the baby. If you go see right. a baby, you're well, leaving. If you with go the baby. see her. Yeah. It's a done deal. That's how I got yeah, my first cat. Right. Like I was like, well, yeah, just go right. take a look at her. <laughs> right. Next thing you know, I was like, right. oh, Same. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, so then we, we, we leave our kid Sage with our neighbor until her mom can get here and we go down and, you know, we see her. And of course we stay, you know, like. but <laughs> my question is how come you only heard of her? The day she was born. So her birth oh. mom went to the hospital in labor, I think, knowing that she wanted to give him up for adoption, but she had not made a plan. Yeah. I mean, she was addicted um, to drugs, so she probably wasn't in a space to. Yeah. So the, the agency didn't even know no, her before she, just she went picked, into labor. They just gave her like a list of an agency and she just picked this hospital. agency. Yeah. I and, think. And then how did she pick you guys? Just a brand, they brought a she bunch of profiles at- and she picked our profile, I think. Yeah. I'm not she was like really the gay sure moms. she picked I want probably. Well, she was in a <laughs> lesbian, a lesbian relationship. relationship. Her and her oh. girlfriend were at the hospital, hospital. together. Oh. Oh. Wow. So, yes. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so so you you heard all this information from doctors, friends, people. You went to see the baby and you were just like, all that went out the window. You're like, we're we're taking this baby. We'll, we'll no, deal we with walked it. in and she was screaming, screaming and we both looked at each other and went, what did we just get into? Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, because you had a baby at home, you know, you know how hard it is at this point. You're already dealing with so much screaming at home. You walk into a room and there's a baby screaming, and it's like, oh no, wait! Yeah, a and second. the NICU we screaming, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the quiet NICU, and we're in the corner oh. room by ourselves because she's screaming so much, yeah, and she's oh. like, you know, severely addicted, withdrawing from drugs, taking. I mean, she was. Oh, there's a scale that gives the withdrawal symptoms. It's out of twenty. She at one point scored a 19 out of 20. The only thing that she never had was a seizure. Thank God. God. (gasps) Yeah. So she she was the worst of the worst. Like, I don't, I don't know how we got so lucky and we just assumed that there would be some issues, but Mm -hmm. we knew that heroin doesn't tend to give a lot of like birth birth defects. It has more of like neurological well, like um, like ADHD and like mm-hmm. behavioral problems or educational problems, learning disabilities. From what they knew, I feel like they probably know a lot more now because they're actually studying it with the opioid crisis or mm-hmm. they will know more soon. But at that point, they really didn't know a whole lot. The other thing was good thing we said yes, because then the adoption agency closed their doors the next month. What? So she was one of the last children that they placed for adoption. Yeah. Whoa. We don't, we don't know. We why. shouldn't say this on the national. We don't know why they closed, but we're not well, sure. We don't know who. Yeah, it is. you haven't yeah, said no, their no. name. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have no clue why. Yeah. But yeah. So you know, she was she was a hot mess. Wow. So she was withdrawn. Oh. So she, was, she yeah. was in the NICU for thirteen days. Mm-hmm. Twelve days. She went through methadone. Like treatment. treatment. Is, is this the methadone? Is it forever? It was just to get her weaned off. Weaned off. It was to yeah. get her weaned off. So they don't. They don't just automatically start with methadone. They try to see if they can withdraw without it. Without needing oh, it, but she could not. She couldn't. <laughs> poor baby. I just keep thinking of this poor baby yeah. just in so much pain. And, yeah, and she was. Uh, so after, she was. Nor- she was born to term. Yeah, she was but like she lost and a half weeks. Yeah, but she lost weight because she couldn't eat. 
mm-hmm. she was screaming so much and yeah. puking. Yeah. She was oh. a puker. Oh. So <laughs> once the, when she didn't have to be under the billy lights and she could get swaddled <laughs> and we were there holding her constantly, she was what, 24 hours old, 24 and a half hours old by that when, time. When we got there. Yeah. One of us was always there or her yeah. mom or dad. Like we never left the room unless one of us were there to hold her. Or a cuddler would come in if I we like had to a, run a volunteer. A volunteer when you so when like, did the switch happen then? When did you go from oh shit to oh I still say that. <laughs> I mean it's four and a half well, years I later. I say that about my kids too. <laughs> That's four and a half years later, and I still say that. <laughs> Honestly, once she calmed down and she wasn't on the billy lights, was when I was like, okay, we can do this. I yeah. like cuddling with the kids. Did you did you ever get to meet the birth mom okay so so we walked into this situation as a closed adoption Uh and then we're in the NICU the next day I think and such a blur all of a sudden there's like all this activity and the nurses are like in and out of the room and like they seem all stressed out and we finally were like it was me I was the only one there because you were at home with Sage and I was like what's up? And they're like, well, the birth mom showed up in the lobby and wants to see the baby. Oh, geez. So then they had to figure out all this, whatever logistics between our social work or our agency, social worker and the social worker at the hospital. She'd already signed the rights over to the agency, but Mm -hmm. but hadn't signed the rights over to us yet. I got to meet her and her aunt. You met met, the girlfriend. I met, I met birth mom's aunt Mm -hmm. and i i don't think she intended to tell her but they ran into each other or something along the way and so then i think maybe the aunt had something to do with her coming to want to like see the baby and say hi and meet us um so i got to meet them and i'm texting brandy hey the birth mom's here i'm meeting that had to be scary yeah Yeah. um it was a little nerve-wracking but i was like we've already done this once i was like trying to be very respectful Although the nurses were not super happy like, she was with there. me trying to give her her space with the baby. And they were like all nervous. And I, I left her alone with, I let the birth mom stay with Olive, um, which we didn't even know before then that she had named her something else. Like we weren't told oh. any of this. Um, so we'd already chosen a name for her by the time she, the birth mom showed up and told us. And we're like, oh, we're sorry. Like <laughs> we didn't know that. Nobody told us. Oh. But that's not her name. So I left her <laughs> alone Sorry, with them. But, and I walked down and I was like, I'm going to give them some space because it sounds like like we've already connected. And I, oh, my mom was there too. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was the first time we were finally like, okay, I think you can come like come in here. Because we were very much like, this isn't our child like yet. It takes three days before we officially get like placed with her, with mm-hmm. the child. Or 72 hours or something like that. So, but I was like, I think it's okay. Like, come here, come in. You can meet our meet her. So my mom was there. So we left. And I guess she left the crib railing down. I don't know. The nurses uh-huh. were all in a tizzy when I returned. Uh-huh. And they were like, just don't leave it again. <laughs> and then, then, when, then when I came. Well, then I said, Do you want to meet my wife? And so we set up a time for them to come back. And she when she, she was actually there, came. Which I was kind of surprised. Yeah. And brought a girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Or at the time, girlfriend. Yeah. And then she, um, Olive was screaming, which she did a lot and shaking. Why can't they give her something? And at that time I was so tired because I'd stayed up the whole night, like being with Holding her. Holding her under and the lights. <laughs> yeah. And I don't sleep well anyway. So, you know, all the beeping in the NICU, I was like, mm-hmm. not, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
And I was, I was like, okay, just, just be calm. Like they are giving her something. Yeah. <laughs> you gave her too much. Yeah. Right. <laughs> to, you right. Know. I actually want them to give um, her less, to be honest. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, okay. Just, just, okay. Just yeah. say nice things and say, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like, it's, it was such a blur, you know, like you're up for like 24 hours. Like you're getting very little sleep and you got a toddler at home who doesn't understand why both his moms aren't home. And at that point, he never slept either. He was always up. So that was the only time we ever met her, yeah. talked with her. We did not exchange our number with her. Yeah. No. Um, no, you don't want that coming back. And we haven't heard. She no. did. We just set up a, a photo website for her as well and gave her access to that. And I think she checked it until about of a six months old. And then I think after the, um, I don't think she ever checked after the adoption was finalized, yeah. which it was at six mm, months. Yeah. And then after, honestly, after Olive was signed kind of over to us, we changed like the passcode to get into the NICU because mm. we didn't want her. We we needed Olive to be with us yeah. mm-hmm. at that point, And we didn't need her coming in, rattling anything anymore. And all the, <laughs> all the nurses were like, no. On our side. <laughs> yeah. Which, unfortunately, I mean, like, I, we want to respect the birth parents but they were all like she needed she needed a lot she needed to get healthy i was just gonna say she was not an emotional or physical place to make choices that were necessarily smart or the smartest for the child at that time right yeah yeah and we also found out that olive had hep c while we were in the hospital so then we also had to well was exposed to it yeah yeah so we had to also you know be and then of course she did get get it it. yeah (laughs) so so you had like a road to get her healthy (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 and wait, we're healthy now i was gonna mm-hmm. say where is she today like yeah okay, where are we today we're we're gonna get her evaluated for adhd, ADHD. <laughs> yeah but yeah she's oh, super well sp- my daughter has yeah it. she's super smart like she's already reading like oh know, my gosh so she's well also my background is occupational therapy mm-hmm. so i this is what i do um and you have a background in like rehabilitation I forget what you're doing. Behavioral stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bunch. There's... Something, something. Yeah. <laughs> we worked with a lot of people with disabilities. Yeah. So we kind of already knew what to push her. So like she was planking at like four months old, which looking back, we're like, okay, well, there's your ADHD. There's your like yeah. eye tone. So was my daughter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She watches TV upside down in a headstand on the couch. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. TV's upside Mine down. Mine too. You <laughs> You're Mine upside too. down. What yeah, she reads upside so down. So that's just a, is that just like yeah. a, a symptom of like not being able she to be still? Sit. Yeah. Yeah. She sits, we have a rowing machine and she rows while she watches TV. Yeah, she does. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get it, girl. Yeah. You know. She stands on the like air filled disc at dinner. Because she can't sit mm-hmm. to eat. So we move a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I but, get then, it. but you know what? It's if anybody was qualified to have this baby, it's you two. Like you have the yeah. occupational yeah. side, you have the, I mean, you have all the skills like, to, to be able to support it, it. Yeah. It didn't seem to suck so much when we were in it until like the end. And we're like, oh my God, Ooh. we've been at this for a, a, so long. And then once it kind of calmed down, we were like, oh my God, that was horrible. That was, we yeah. were just surviving yeah. through that. And it we had she, a 15 month old who was turned into like a two year old at during the, all this time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we had some really good friends that would come over and help. Like um, our friend Jason was a nurse and he would come over and help me feed Olive because she screamed a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> and her tongue would oh, kind yeah. of go up 
And I had a hard time feeding her. You had to like swipe her tongue down and get the bottle in and then she'd puke. And yeah, and, she was a projectile puke. Oh man. And oh. so she wasn't gaining weight. And so he would come over and be like, you have to eat this. And but yeah. we were, oh. we were so on it. Our doctor was like, well, okay. To put this in perspective, our son would eat upwards more than 30 ounces a day. Mm. Olive would barely get 20 in a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so our doctor's mm-hmm. like, your only reference is a beefcake. Yeah. Like Sage ate a lot. <laughs> but, yeah. She's doing fine. But we were like, you're eating. Like we were so stressed about that because we knew that uh being able like she needed to get the calories. She needed she moved so much that she needed extra calories. So mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean once she was she started, walking before she was one, like she was always moving, planking, rolling, crawling. We're, we were always proactive about things. Yeah. Um, just to make sure that she was meeting her milestones. Yeah. Um, we always we had her evaluated few times like through the follow-up clinic and then the help me grow the like early intervention we had them come out just so in case we were missing something mm-hmm. um but we're like i think she's on target but we just want to make sure and she's now they're at a montessori school and she's in pre-k right now and she's starting to read and she can memorize anything and somehow she's doing great yeah that's, like, how old is she now? She's four, and, four a half, and a half. Four and a half. So she'll be in kindergarten next year. Yeah. I wouldn't say somehow she they're, they're doing great. They're doing, they're doing great because of you two. Well, we're yeah, doing, mm-hmm. she's doing way better than we ever expected. expected. Oh, and yeah. she doesn't have all the issues that we thought she would have. Yeah. We can handle yeah. ADHD. Yeah. I mean, she can swim every stroke. She knows how to swim. Good for her. She can ride a bike without training wheels. So at a girl. Well, it sounds like everything turned out exactly all right. the way it yeah. was supposed yeah. to. I mean, it feels like yeah. as hard as it was, it turned into something pretty friggin' beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it was so crazy because we went into adoption thinking that, you know, we would adopt any like ethnicity, race, and we got, you know, two blonde haired, blue eyed, white kids. White kids. <laughs> How did that, that work good. out? How did it's that fine. It's fine. Yeah. We love them. We love them. It was just like, huh, here we go. Here yeah. go. It's, it's so funny. You're you're the second couple we've talked to who said, "Wouldn't it be great if somebody just dropped a baby in our laps and it actually yeah. happened?" Yeah. The second couple who said it and it happened. Yep. Yeah. I'm just saying, you two be careful what you wish for. That's what I got to say from yeah. this point yeah. forward. Not wishing for another kid. <laughs> well, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you <laughs> both so much. Well, you do a good job. You do a good yeah, job. Exactly. Maybe you should. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. This is so wonderful. Oh, Jess and Brandy. Jess and Brandy. Oh. I mean, God, they just, they went through so much and they seem so happy and joyful and just like this, this is our path. Yeah. Yeah. And the way they talk about their daughter, so much love that that little girl mm. in the right home. She really is. Mm-hmm. Ugh, I love mm-hmm. it. I love that. Both those kids in the, yes, in the right home. 100%. I mean, amazing. Yeah. Beautiful. So if you have thoughts about today's episode or anything ovaries related, you can go to sayhi.chat slash ovaries and you can leave us a voice memo up to 60 seconds and we might use it in an episode. How fun would that Come be? Come on now. Edna, Edna, if you're out there, can you send oh, us shit. one? Oh. <gasps> Let's get, oh, Edna needs to send us one. Edna's going to start oh. sending us some voice memos. I'm going to ping her. Oh my God. She keeps checking in to see how Helen's doing. I mean, she knows the answer. We all know the answer. She does. She does. She knows. Uh, I I can't believe how long we can talk about two make-believe assistants. We really could go on for days. We could go on for hours. We have to stop ourselves. This is ridiculous. Okay, sorry, guys. All right, back on track. (laughs) We're going to do it on the social media now. Ovaries Talk on Twitter, (laughs) Instagram, and Facebook, and TikTok. Yeah, find us. If these ovaries could talk on YouTube, you can support our podcast and join our community on patreon.com slash ovaries talk. And don't forget, you get bonus content. Yes. And thank you so much to our sponsors, Thrive Cosmetics and Modern Fertility. 
And a huge thank you to all Patreons who are helping us make this show. We really do thank you. It means a lot. Every little bit. We do. Means it's a true. lot. And we love you all. That is true. That is true. All right. There she goes again. There's Catherine Hepburn making a, oh, making a oh, reference. Oh, my. Uh-oh. Maybe I don't that's know how, why she's maybe here Maybe that's again. how Edna talks. I think she might. <laughs> Stand by for voice memo from Edna. All right. Eggs. Ovaries. <laughs> Out. Out. If these ovaries could talk, they would say, X ovaries out. <laughs>